If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, your home for COVID-19 pandemic relief. <laughs> are you bored of sitting around your house all day doing nothing for those of you that are actually giving a shit about this pandemic? Then you should be listening to us. Well, you are because you're listening to this. So uh, I'll end it right there. Uh, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin. And I, Noel Deneen. Come together once a week over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with a canvas of ideas on how to get incredibly rich incredibly quickly from said topic. And we give it to you for free. It's like we're giving you great art for no money, and then you take it. And you resell it on the open art market. And if you listen to our show on art with our guest, Matthew F. Fisher, you will know how that art market works and how to get the most out of it. And you get incredibly rich from our art. But we don't care. We want you to get rich. We want you to take our pieces and get rich off of them. And then once you do, you help us out a little bit. You help out us starving artists. And how do they help us out, Noel? After you're rich, after your life has been turned into a work of art itself, and you are the, the subject of that art, you say, hey, I didn't get here on my own. I may have hi added highlights to the painting. I may have uh, judged it up a little bit, but... Uh, the canvas didn't come from me. The main subject didn't come from me. Who do, who do I need to thank for this? Not Van Gogh, the one-eared wonder? No. One I need to thank wonder. Josh Noel, uh, financial genius extraordinaires of the art world and of all worlds. I need to tie them, give them 10% of everything I made while I got rich. That's right. Tithe or tip, it doesn't matter. 10% um, is all that matters. I have to say, Noel, I feel like when I've gone to the great museums and seen works of Vincent van Gogh, yeah. they call him, it's Vincent the One-Eared Wonder van Gogh. <laughs> I thought so. In fact, I think that may be what van Gogh translates to. One-Eared Wonder? One-Eared Wonder. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Vincent the One-Eared Wonder. Do you think like that's what his brother called him? Gave him that's what made him so crazy. As much as his brother supported him, just he would give him shit all the time. Oh, you mean he called him? He would call him the One-Eared Wonder before yeah. he cut off his ear. Uh, yeah, no, after he cut off his ear, maybe. Like, like he'd be sitting around. And they'd be like, "How's Vincent? Oh, you mean the One-Eared Wonder? He's right over there. Why don't you go ask him yourself?" Yeah. Or 
you know, I mean, he's fine. I've been supporting him all this time, but whatever. Yeah. The old one-eared wonder. VG, the one-eared wonder. Uh-huh. There you go. VVG. Um, what? VVG. EVG. VVG. EVG. VVG. The one-eared wonder. Yeah. VVG. I was saying EVG. I don't know why. I was thinking East Village. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking about the East Village. Uh, anyway, Noel, now that we've explained to them yeah. what yeah. this show is, because none of our listeners really know. No. Speaking of a listener who doesn't know what our show is, um, my mother went on a very long drive up north to visit someone in her brand new car. And before she went, she asked me to help her out to download podcasts, which was already, I knew, going to be a nightmare. The three podcasts she had, well, she had one podcast already downloaded, which was ours, of yeah. course. And then the other podcast she wanted was uh, My Father Wrote a Porno. Okay. And uh, NPR. Okay. That NPR, which what NPR? Uh, I I don't know. She just said NPR, so I just downloaded NPR. Okay. So it may be a live stream kind of situation, or it may have just been news. I don't know. All right. But uh, I certainly thought the only thing she was going to listen to, because she at this point had not listened to our podcast in the four plus years that we've uh, been doing the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, was just going to be my father wrote a porno and the NPR. But just the other day, I get an email from her, and it just goes, as per your Getting Rich podcast, and it's, it's a, 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 a link to an article in the New York Times about how the the trading site Robinhood is uh, uh, making millennials broke. And I just did not understand what this was about. And I just don't think she has any clue of what our podcast actually is about. Well, she might, I guess, it, but what? it's probably about something very specific that we talked about two years ago. It may. Oh, do you remember it? No. Do you have do you have some memory of it? No. Okay. Cuz I don't it didn't ring any bells with me, but yeah, it's certainly possible that it was cuz I I have no idea where she was, you know, what episode she listened to at all and how she got to it. Um but I'm looking forward to finding out. I'm also pretty much expecting her to go something to the effect of me going so I guess you listened to uh, the podcast finally and her going, mm, yeah, I did. And me going, what'd you think? Oh, well, it's very interesting. And your partner, your friend, Noel, he has a lovely voice. I'm on her side. Yeah, she's yeah, of course you are, because you're a piece of shit, too. <laughs> um, anyway, Noel, have you been, man? I, I saw you. Deb and I saw you. Yep. About a week ago, a little less than a week ago. No, yeah, a little less than a week ago. Yep. Uh, last weekend, Josh and his wife came over, uh, and there's a garden area behind our apartment, 
And uh, we all went into the garden and kept apart from each other and had Nigel down there. And we ate some Shake Shack and Josh brought some desserts and we talked. And it was other than family staying with us right after the baby was born. My sister had come and Nan's sister had come. Um, Other than that, probably the only socializing I have done uh, since March. Yeah, and which I said before, uh, I think uh, 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 is probably good that you saw some some grown up humans yeah. for the first time in a while. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You no, know, you guys, you go down a kind of a baby K hole anyway when you you have a baby, and it's that tiny. But then you throw in the fact with this pandemic and no one being around, and you guys not really going out, and you know all of that stuff. You're just sort of in a world of all you talk about is diapers and sleep times and eat times. And, you know, I got to get this done before I, you know, before this has to happen. And, and, you know, you're not sleeping. You're eating the same takeout every night. <laughs> and pretty soon you just hate each other. No. no. And we've been pretty good about not ordering too much. No, you've been cooking a lot. We've been trying to, trying to cook and stuff. Because theoretically, there's going to be a point when uh, this guy is going to have to go to some sort of daycare, mm-hmm. and that's crushingly expensive. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to prepare for that, but but sometimes you got to order. Sometimes you got to order. That's going to be on your t- tombstone. Yeah. Noel Deneen, sometimes you got to order. Yeah. Dun 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 la la. Uh, anyway, have you been, buddy? Uh, yeah, been all right. Um, uh, all the restaurants reopening got me thinking a little bit about my old, uh, days working in, I used to work in restaurants and bars. I used to, uh, in high school, I bust in a very busy kind of bar restaurant, dancey type place, kind of a divorcee meat market. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, waiter. I would like to go hang out there now, <laughs> like <laughs> now that I'm 50 years old, I feel like that's my scene. Oh yeah. 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 Well, yeah. We would be prime there. Um, be hot properties there. It got, uh, basically business died off after it was written up in, uh, the Toronto papers as, uh, an AIDS den. This was during AIDS. Boom. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> really um, yeah was it an AIDS den were a lot of people getting AIDS from unprotected sex I didn't hear that but it was definitely a meat market uh-huh um so what a horrible way to ruin someone's business <laughs> I know, right Jesus Christ <laughs> yep uh uh and then yeah and then I used to waiter and I bartended um but so uh the, the one thing that particularly the the busing and the uh bartending had in common but but even more so the the busing cuz i used to i used to bus in this place and i uh i was great busboy if unfortunately if there was one thing i was meant to do in this life it was probably bus tables that and, is truly one of the saddest <laughs> things i've ever heard yeah and it was this giant busy place they would give me like you know 
three quarters of the restaurant, uh, all the busy sections, and then like three or four other people would have what's left. Uh, and then I also used to often um, bust the bar area, which had a dance floor. Uh, so you'd have to like keep the bar stocked and like clean all around, it's super crowded. Uh, you'd have to carry like trays of empty glasses through a dance floor. Uh, the way I would do it is I would hold it up above the person in front of me's head and kick the back of their heel and they'd turn and look and then they'd see this horror show hanging right over their head and they'd get out of your way, right? Uh, but inevitably, you would get knocked uh, and you would smash quite a lot of glasses and because you were in the middle of a dance floor with people with, you know, toeless shoes and stuff like that, you'd have to get most of the glass up right there and then. So you'd put the tray down you'd, with your bare hands, just scoop all the glass up, um, and and then someone would come by afterwards and, like, mop it and get the rest of the glass. But you had to get the majority with your bare hands. That's so, crazy to me. That wouldn't fly these days. Uh, no, probably wouldn't fly these days. But, you, but you'd get... Nightmare. Uh, a lot of little cuts. And the one thing I'm sure that everyone knows that has worked in bars, uh, every single thing you touch is covered in lemon and lime juice. Uh, so for the rest of the night after that, everything you touch is like, ow, 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 because it's all just like stinging these cuts. Oh, that is horrible. Yeah. That is horrible. When I used to bartend, did you guys have, uh, uh, how did you wash glasses back there? Did you have a, uh, 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 like I always, every place I worked that I bartended, we had a machine that sat in a sink that had like five uh, spinning brushes on it. I, so I have worked in places with that. Uh, most of the places I worked had like the kind of little, uh, washing machine basically with a conveyor belt and you put the glasses down and maybe you'd you know with the little buzzy thing first right. and then put them in there um and they'd go through and then you take them out and dry them. when i uh uh because uh, this just got me thinking about when i used to i used to use that thing at my father's restaurant we had a lot of uh stem glasses there because it was a fine dining restaurant and i had a pousse cafe glass which was a really Think of like a shot glass with a stem. Yeah. And I was washing it in the thing as I was looking up, talking to a customer. And I wasn't paying attention. It was way too small for that, the, the, the brush thing. And it snapped as I was holding it at the base of the, of the stem. And it snapped at the stem. And then the jagged stem tore into my knuckle and cut me down to the bone. And, uh, while it was uh, 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 a deep, deep cut that eventually needed stitches, it was also right in the middle of the rush. So there was no way I could just run out and leave. And uh, <laughs> I the, so I taped it up and, and I put a finger cut on it. But like you say, every time you'd grab lemon or lime, it would just sort of leak down there. And I would just let out screams and yips and yelps. And people were constantly like looking over at the bar like, what the fuck is going on? And the second it died down a little bit, my father just said, get, get out of my restaurant. He was actually angry at me. <laughs> for, I, I, 
my family has a lot of uh, issues with anger. Or I should say I have a lot of issues with anger based on my family's anger issues. Yeah. Um, but, you know, rage is definitely a part of my my family's DNA structure. And uh, it's uh, worked out well for me. <laughs> over years. Worked out well for your therapist. Yeah. Oh, he's making a fortune off of me. Yeah. Um, anyway, Noel. It's funny you tell this story that has to do with lemons and limes because weirdly enough, mm -hmm. it segs right into our topic for the day. And that topic is our topic today is citrus, how to get rich with it, how to peel your way to the top or how to, how to juice your way to the top of financial freedom. Throw out a few more, because this is the time to start pitching ideas. <laughs> how to zest your way to the top. Oh, zesty. How to find the zest for life yeah. and riches. Yeah. Oh, that's great. They're all really good. <laughs> we'll just edit it down. Yeah. We'll pick the best one and edit it down. You guys won't hear any of this other stuff. No, there's a lot of stuff you're not going to hear. You know, uh, <laughs> we, we, we pre-record uh, and... Um, we, we've got this set up where we're, I'm at my place, Josh at his place, where each got our setups and we're connected to each other. Uh, and we've had several problems over the weeks um, or months at this point. Um, and one of those was tonight where we got about 20 minutes in and realized nothing's recording. <laughs> well, we didn't realize it. I realized it. Dummy Josh I didn't realize it until you told going. me. <laughs> I was going along happy as a little clam going, yeah. oh, we're 20 minutes in already and we're just getting to the first idea. Fantastic. We're yeah. going to have a chock full show. Yeah. So if you guys liked that opening tonight, oh, you should have heard uh, the first go. That's right. This one was actually much better. It was it was we knocked probably five minutes off of it. Oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah, made it made it a little tighter, a little better edited, a little in our minds, less joyful. Well, a little more knowing what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Noel, how are we getting rich off of citrus? Oh, no problem. I'll tell you. Uh, you guys, citrus, right? Everyone knows. I, I don't even have to go into all the ways. Everyone knows. Super healthy, right? Uh from way back when they knew it, when they realized limes prevent scurvy, right? Oranges right. prevent colds, you know, right? Vitamin C, lemon toddies when you're sick. Everyone knows citrus is good for you, right? So if it's good for you, I thought, great. We have a world that's sick and needs some help. Uh how good is it in our current situation? Can we use citric fruits to prevent coronavirus, right? Uh, and I came across an article about can drinking lemon juice kill coronavirus, right? The theory is that corona can't survive in acidic environments. Gargling with lemon juice could potentially kill the virus. And... Drinking lots of lemon juice could change the body's pH level and kill off the virus. There's a lot of buzz about this online. The article looked at the hard facts 
<laughs> came to the conclusion that no, drinking lemon juice will not kill coronavirus and it won't change the pH of your body. They actually looked at the hard facts. Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, okay. And said no. I thought that was a, 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 a slightly shaky uh, statement there. Because usually when you read these things about how lemon juice changes the, the alkalinity in your body, um, it's so full of shit, it's unbearable. Well, it, it, this was really an article that was like, there's a lot of talk about this. Gotcha. You're an idiot if you believe it. Okay. Um, I saw another article about its citrus steam can kill respiratory diseases, including coronavirus, Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And the theory here is what you do is you boil a pot of water with orange or lemon peels and salt um, and inhale fumes for 15 minutes. Massive number of shares of this cure on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, the article concluded, no, <laughs> it will not work and could result in serious burns, which would actually make you more susceptible to coronavirus. In burns, it would result in burns? Well, sure, steam. I guess people were doing it while the water was still boiling. So so these idiots don't know how to use a, uh, 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 I don't even remember what it's called now, when you do that. People were boiling pots of water with the the peels and the salt in it. They were putting their face over over it. While it was boiling. While it was still boiling on the stove. So they were getting massive steam burns. Steam burns on their face, in their throats, all the way everywhere. These people are so fucking stupid. Yes. But uh, according to this article, their stupidity is not the reason why it wouldn't work. Uh, What? Yeah. It said the real reason is that COVID-19 has a fatty envelope around it that would not be dissolved or penetrated by citric oil or steam they should call it the josh rubin disease (laughs) and it kind of got me wondering uh about this all right because everyone knows citrus cuts grease right that's true. So there's this fatty envelope. Why wouldn't the citrus cut it? Every, pretty much every grease cutting product on the market has citrus. And a quick Google s- search shows you how to make your own grease cutter with just water, lemon juice, and baking soda. So something mm-hmm. da- doesn't add up here, right? No. no Sounds I to me like the papers are trying to dissuade people from the truth i think so yeah (laughs) right yeah so i looked up citrus versus coronavirus Mm -hmm. and i came across this gem here the epa and new york state on may 14th 2020 has registered citric acid as an agent that kills coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Exposure to citric acid will kill the coronavirus. Uh, registered with New York State, not some fly-by-night state. Nope. New York State and the EPA, whatever that's worth. Um, 
And we already know that there's a lot of people out there who really want to believe that citrus kills coronavirus. Indeedly do. The government now is saying it actually does kill corona, or at least on these hard-to-find Google searches. And I came across one last piece of the puzzle. I saw that Citrus Industry Magazine is claiming that the U.S. this year has been a bumper crop for lemons. Massive harvest this year. Mm-hmm. But the collapse of the commercial food industry, restaurants, bars, cruises, schools, etc., means that consumption of lemons is down over 25% from a normal. Wow. Other, other uh, you know, agricultural sectors have been able to reorganize and they've created their produce boxes that can be delivered straight to consumers, but that doesn't really work with lemons, right? Mm-hmm. You're not saying, yeah, my family needs a box of lemons a week. Uh, without the bars chopping up all the lemons, it's down, right? Right. Uh, and and p- apparently, particularly the smaller, uglier ones that g- get used uh, more industrially. Yeah, the Josh Rubin lemons. Yeah, the Josh Rubin lemons. <laughs> so here we have a massive market, right? All these Facebookers who are convinced that all they need to stay safe is a little bit of squirt a lemon we've got uh a supply that'll almost pay us to take the materials we've got new york state now saying that yeah citric acid kills the virus all we need to do is come up with some sort of actual cure right easy easy and we're rich (laughs) Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Yep, easy peasy. So there's a there's a few things you can do, and I'm just gonna throw a few ideas out there. Right, you can drown just us in them, my friend. Take lemons that you're gonna buy from these hard up farmers who will take anything you give them just to get rid of some of these lemons. Mm-hmm. Right, you can take them. You can just make lemon juice, and you can have it. Uh, you can make lemon. Uh, antibacterial gel for people. That's, That's 90% lemon juice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can do all sorts of things like that. Um, one thing that I thought, because you walk around and you see, uh, you know, you'll see a family walking down the street. The parents are masked up. The kids, you can't make a kid wear a mask. It's almost never do you see a kid wear a mask. You know what kids love, though? What? Orange sections in their mouth. That's true. They make themselves look like monkeys and stuff like that. That's right. They do. So you could make those and market them for coronavirus prevention. Because they'll have their mouth shoved full of lemon. I like that. Well, hopefully orange. Orange. Yeah, that's true. Um, You've also, you've got a lot of people that won't wear a mask. You can do that same technique, right? You can take little essence let zest of lemons and you can make packets to put inside of masks because everyone knows you wear that mask all day with your coffee breath and it stinks 
Mm-hmm. Right? You make little aromatherapy packets for the mask to make mm-hmm. it smell fresh and good. Uh, and I saw this too. Uh, Japan has reopened its theme parks, but uh, they're being told not to scream on the rides because it might spread <laughs> coronavirus. Uh, and they've showed a video with two executives, both clad in masks, sternly riding the coaster in complete That's silence. Hysterical. Ends with the message, please scream inside your heart like we all have been. Uh, <laughs> you can, you could, Once again, you can get the little orange sections, bloop, pop them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that won't wear a mask, you could make a mask that's basically a, a giant citrus peel that covers half their face with a chunk oh, of that's a great fruit idea. still stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it'll get these people to wear masks, but but there's they're giving the product away. We know it works. We know millions of people want it to work. Uh, so the market's there, the product's cheap, and you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I mean, I have to say that my second idea is about the antiviral properties of uh, citrus. Uh-huh. Uh, and basically, it's it was a short one, and it, it had some of the same points as yours. So there's no point in doing it. The only thing I came up with was zesting it, zesting your citrus and putting it in uh, gel capsules, okay. which you can just buy. Anyone can buy capsules to stuff with whatever they want. And then you sell it on the open market as an antiviral cure. Yeah. So it's less a preventative and more, uh, well, it could be a preventative in that you're ingesting it. And so you can't ever get the coronavirus. So you can't ever give anyone the coronavirus. Um, but if you have the coronavirus, you can take it. And uh, because it's an antiviral, it'll help kill the coronavirus in your body. Yeah. Um, no, but yours much better than mine. Yours was brilliant. I loved it. That was great. Uh, can I give you a little fact about citrus, a citrus fact? I'd be offended if you didn't. Yeah. In the 1950s, to get a sweeter red grapefruit, uh, researchers at Texas A&M University exposed seeds to radiation as a quick way to mutate the genes. Some of the seeds then produced red grapefruits that were sweeter and well-liked. And those would be the Star Ruby and Rio Red varieties. So whoever said that radiation never gave us anything good? Huh. Yeah. So when you have a really sweet, sweet uh, grapefruit, a red grapefruit, it's because it was zapped with radiation in the 50s. Great. Congratulations, grapefruit. Congrats. Um, I was thinking about paper. No. Mm-hmm. You're like paper and citrus. Well, sit back in your seat because I'm going to tell you how they come together. Um, I was reading about how probably half of the fiber used for paper today comes from wood that has been purposely harvested. The remaining material comes from wood fiber from sawmills, recycled newspaper, some vegetable matter, and recycled cloth. Okay? Because it's just paper is all paper is is fiber pulp. That is uh, bleached, wetted way down, broken down a bit, 
then uh, uh, all the water's drained off and it's pressed down and it creates a sheet of paper with all the fibers interlocking, right? Um, so where that those fibers come from isn't important. They just have to be long fibers um, because then they hold together better. Um, world consumption of paper has grown despite the advent of, of e-everything, Apparently, world consumption of paper has grown 400% in the last 40 years. Uses 4 billion trees, which plays out to 35% of the total trees cut around the world are used in paper, is used in the paper industry. Wow. Which that's means that be almost half Amazon boxes. What's that? Amazon boxes. It's got to be. Well, boxes, junk mail is the big one. Uh, okay. Junk mail, especially in the U.S., is just a huge waste of paper. Um, but that equates to about two and a half million trees cut down every day. They're expecting paper to exceed 50% of the world's logging industry in the near future. So that means 50% of every tree that half of every tree that's cut down is going to be going into paper. Uh, paper production is the third most energy intensive of all manufacturing industries. It uses 15% of the total energy in all of industry. Whoa. 15%. Uh, paper and pulp is the fourth largest contributor of greenhouse gas in the world. Uh, 26 million tons of paper waste will hit landfills in the U.S. alone every 12 months. 16% of all landfill space is filled by paper products. And when paper decomposes in a landfill, it re releases methane, which is a greenhouse gas, 23 times more potent than carbon dioxide. All we talk about when we talk about methane or methane, I guess that's how they say it in, in why I'm saying it. I think because there was a guy who used to uh, had a superhero alter ego and he would be on the Howard Stern show for years and years in the eighties and nineties called Mr. Methane. He was this British guy who would just fart on command. <laughs> you remember him? No. He would dress up in a superhero outfit and then he'd come on and he'd fart with a, with a, with a lighter by his ass and just make uh yeah, it was absurd. I love it. Um, but whenever we talk about methane, we talk about factory farming, how bad factory farming is because all the cows are farting and shitting and releasing methane gas into the air. And we need to reduce uh, our consumption of meat to keep that down, which is true. I'm down with it. I'm good with it. But we need to reduce our use of paper. Paper's incredibly important in the world we live in. China and the U.S. are the top consumers globally, while China is currently the largest producer of paper-related products in the world, generating nearly 110 million metric tons a year. That's crazy. Well, what does this have to do with citrus, you ask? <laughs> Nothing. I just thought I'd point some things out. So what's your next idea, Noel? <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Ha 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 ha. So this is the deal. Citrus, the pith and pulp of citrus, uh, the pith in particular, the bitter white part and the skin have actually the most useful stuff in them 
It has the highest uh, concentration of all the good, healthy stuff that you need. Like you should be eating the pith and the, and the skin. Um, it also can be used for so many things. Uh, there's a company in Italy, uh, and they make fabrics from citrus waste. And what they do is they take uh, all the used orange peels and pith that are used in uh, making orange juice in the orange juice production in Italy, and they make about 700,000 tons of this thing they call pastazzo, mm -hmm. which is a paste that they make with the citrus uh, 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 peels and pith, and that turns it into a fiber, which then they turn into a yarn, and then they make uh, a, a fabric out of it. Well, my question is, this: why can't this pastazzo also be turned into paper? Mm -hmm. And there's no reason that it can't. As a matter of fact, it should be. If you think of all the citrus waste, as we were talking about, just the fact that there's 25% more lemons or it's, there's so many lemons around, we could take whole lemons, buy them all out at no money. You could go around in the same way that they go around taking uh, uh, used oil from restaurants and turning it into biogas and no one charges them for it because the restaurant is happy to have someone take the oil away. Mm -hmm. You can do the same with people's citrus rinds. You take it, you turn it into this pastazo, and you make paper out of it. You save on waste. You save on wasted paper. The paper is now completely biodegradable. Let's off no methane gases. You've now got millions and millions of trees that don't need to get cut down for any reason whatsoever, sucking up all that CO2 gas which we know trees do, and you're saving the world one orange, one lemon, one lime, one yuzu at a time. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Paper. Fantastic. That's fantastic. You guys, if you are saying, hey, what a good idea. I wish I could give Josh money now, even though I am not yet rich. Don't worry. You can. We got you covered. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Knowles show page, hit the sponsor button, and pledge an amount. Half that money will go to Josh and I. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. You get to feel like a champ because you supported us and you supported the station. If you uh, want to rub citrus in our wounds... Uh, and you don't want to give us money, the best way to do it is the way that pisses us off most, which would be to go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, and right there from the main page, if you hit the pledge button, none of that money would go to Josh and I. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, you get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 charitable organization. You get to feel like a champ. We get to feel like jerks. You did it. Um. If you want to support the station in other ways, you can. You can download the app, iOS or Android, and listen to all the shows, the archives of them, listen to the station live. Uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter. One thing we're trying to push right now is you can um, 
use the the Amazon Smile, right? You can select a charity, and Amazon gives a minuscule percentage of everything you spend. You don't spend a nickel more, uh, but they give a little piece to a charity of your choice. Radio Free Brooklyn can be one of those charities, and uh, you do nothing except live your life as you already live it, and we get a little piece. You guys, we got a lot of ideas. Not enough for Josh. Not enough. He's like, I need to find another little idea from another little topic to get you another little bit of rich. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. It's reported that the mother of a boy who once asked her for one of the Transformer figures while in Toys R Us in the U.S. ended up having the entire collection at one point. Sadly, the boy died of AIDS later in life, but in 2007, the mother sold the original box collection for $1 million. You could make thousands upon thousands if you have some of the old Star Wars figures still boxed, so next time you go to the toy store, why not buy two of the toy you are buying? Who knows what it'll be worth in 30, 40, or 50 years' time. This might not be the fastest way to make a million, but it will be for your kids. Sadly, the boy died from AIDS later in life. (laughs) Why that had to be in there? (laughs) <laughs> the the pointlessness of that statement is mind-boggling to me. In no way did it need, did you even need to know that the kid died at any point. No. And by later in life, I assume he meant as an adult. Didn't make any sense. But yeah. the point is, is buy two of everything. Keep it in its box. Yeah. And that doesn't matter. You could be Kleenex. When you go to BJ's, you buy a case of Kleenex, you buy two cases of Kleenex. One, you leave completely wrapped up, you never ever use. Eventually that Kleenex will be worth a million dollars. <laughs> Dare to dream. Anyway, Noel, I hope you got a nice long one because you know, my second one is gone. I don't. I've got a a nice little short one. All right, excellent. That's what I that's what all the ladies say. Yeah. So, uh, I, uh, you know, my, uh, my better half is, uh, from Ecuador Mm -hmm. and they love the lemon in Ecuador. Yeah, that's true. They love it. Uh, as I said in the part of the show that, uh, you didn't hear because we weren't recording. I was thinking that. I was about to say, like you said earlier in the show, and I was like, oh, no, that was earlier in the show if we had recorded that part of the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, She had a friend over one time, also from Ecuador, um, and um, I cooked, and we had a salad. With The dressing on the salad was olive oil and lemon, and her friend was freaking out, like, this dressing is so good, Noel. What is it? <laughs> you know, Noel, I didn't want to say anything the first time you said it, but I, I really thought maybe that was really more a comment on the rest of your cooking that you couldn't <laughs> figure out a way to compliment anything else. So all she could compliment was your lemon and olive oil dressing. Maybe. You never know. But uh, she loved it, and I had to be like, well, of course you like it because you're Ecuadorian, and it's lemon. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, but one hilarious thing I thought when I uh, 
had first started dating Nan, um, is they all consider, when they say lemon, they could mean a lime, they could mean a lemon, or they could mean this other citrus that we don't even have here. Uh, They call them all lemons. Uh, In their mind, they are all the same. (laughs) Uh, Flavor-wise, too. It doesn't matter. What do you need? A lemon. And a, uh-huh. what, do you, what do you mean? A lime or a lemon? A lemon. And what, what do you get if you order ham there? Uh, well, that was going to be my next point. Oh, okay. Is uh, they also uh, call everything ham. <laughs> so pick up some ham may mean uh, pick up uh, turkey. <laughs> it could mean pick up ham. Um <laughs> I mean, how disappointed is someone if you bring the wrong wrong ham? Yeah, I know. You know, well, what do you say? Not, Which ham do you not. want? You could not show up with the wrong lemon. Right? Green lemon, yellow lemon, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's all lemon. It's all lemon. It all right? tastes the same. And they love it. They love it. She will take anything, put lemon all over it, and salt to the point where it tastes like a car battery. And just <laughs> chomp it down. That's comfort food. Your son didn't like that. Like you saying stuff no, about that no. about his mom like that. Well, we're going over our recording time because of our my screw up, and uh, he's getting restless. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh huh. But doesn't matter, right? Lemon lime, they love it. They also they love their ham. Uh, but by ham, they could mean sliced turkey. Bacon. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's any sliced meat. Oh, all cold cuts. Cold Bologna cuts. is ham. Bologna probably w- would be called ham. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely turkey, I know, is called ham. Because uh, <laughs> that one's come up multiple times. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so probably bologna. I'm not sure about salami. Maybe salami would be ham. Mm-hmm. It's closer to ham than turkey is, I'll tell you that. It is. It is. They're yeah, they're getting closer. Um but they love them, right? Um <laughs> one thing everywhere in the world, you've got a lot of people trying to eat healthier. That's true. Right? You got a lot of people trying to cut out the nitrates, cut out the fats, cut out the you know, the meats. And there's a huge portion of the world. This is not just Ecuador, guys. This is, as far as I can tell, all of South America. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably a lot of Mexico, too. So you've got a massive market here that you can capitalize on. And what you're going to make is you're going to make Lemon ham. Uh (laughs) And what it's going to be, it's almost going to be like a fruit roll-up, but it's going to be super lemony um, and salty to the point that it would just curl your toes to eat. Uh, But they can use it. They can make sandwiches with it. They can use it like cheese, Mm -hmm. uh, like a slice of cheese on top of anything. Um, if they're not willing to take the complete vegetarian jump, 
Um, and the beautiful thing about it, it doesn't matter every year. You just look at what is the cheapest citric product out there. And that's what you make it with that year <laughs> because they're all going to be called lemons. Um, uh-huh. And it's all going to be called ham. Uh, and you're going to make lemon ham. You're going to make a lot of money. Uh, huge market. Huge market. South America will be at your feet, living healthy with their lemon ham. I don't know if that would work so much in, in Mexico. The lemon part is definitely the thing in Mexico, but I, they don't really have yellow lemons in Mexico. So that's why they call limes lemons. Okay. Um, but they definitely have different names for different cold cuts okay like not everything is ham in mexico okay you know turkey is turkey ham is ham salami is salami so you know you may have to make lemon turkey and lemon ham maybe that's all i'm saying maybe and and you know even if uh this is just an ecuadorian market there's still that's that's a big market that's a big market that's millions of people and they use the american dollar yes they do so you can get really rich. So you don't have to, yeah. No conversion. No, I like that. I like that. I just like the idea of calling something lemon ham. <laughs> I think that's just a great name for anything. What's your new product? Lemon ham. Yeah. Does it have lemon in it? Nope. Does it have ham in it? Nope. I just like the name lemon ham. Yeah. Yeah. No ham, no lemon. Uh, it's nothing but limes. I was think I, I was thinking. Sorry to cut you off. I thought you were done. Mm-hmm. But um, I was thinking, you know, in in my neighborhood, uh, uh, with all of the people hanging out now, with the restaurants open, with all of the seating outside, there's a restaurant by me that has actually taken up. So the, I don't. For those of you that don't know, in New York, uh, restaurants are now open but they can have people inside. They can have them uh, uh, in outdoor seating, which means essentially on the sidewalk because almost no restaurants have backyards. Some do, but most don't. Uh, so if you have a sidewalk cafe, you can have, you know, as long as tables are six feet apart uh, and they've allowed restaurants to take up a portion of the street parking. If you have street parking in front of your restaurant, anywhere that you have a uh, 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 that your restaurant has frontage. If there's street parking there, you can take up that much of the street parking for your restaurant. You cannot put it uh, 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 in bike lanes. Um, but there is a restaurant that actually took up a section of the street mm-hmm. on 7th Avenue. So on 7th Avenue in the left lane, there is a deck with like 10 tables in it and if you are driving in the left lane and you're not paying attention, you're going to slam into it. Wow. Because there's no parking on that, on that side of the street. And how they have gotten away with this now for a week, no one has stopped them or has gone and said anything to them is mind-blowing to me. That is. Um, but the other thing is, is as these uh, 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 things are going on. And as the bars in particular are opening, they're having a lot of people going into the seating areas and just standing around and milling around in groups. Yeah. Everyone takes their masks off. 
And they are basically now standing around 20, 30 people together on the sidewalk, blocking your way. Um, people walking down the street without masks on the whole thing. It's gotten to the point that if I go out, especially during happy hour, if I go out between five and seven, I'm left feeling furious Yeah. by the time I get home, like genuinely angry. Um, and I was just thinking what with this whole thing of how citrus is going to kill coronavirus, you start selling, it's going to look like an air horn, but it's just going to be a spray thing. <laughs> it's going to be filled with citrus, really gnarly, the sourest, sourest citruses you can find mixing them together, bitter and sour like my soul. And you'll walk around with it. And when people are, you have no choice but to walk through groups of people who are not social distancing and not wearing masks, you take this and you just start spraying it in everyone's face. Right? So their mouths are open and they get this bitter citrus thing, but they also get the blast of an air horn with it. Right? I just thought of that. It should be an air horn. <laughs> That's just got citrus in it. So you're blasting an air horn in their face and shooting citrus in their face, their eyes, their nose, their mouth, because it's your safety we're talking about here, not theirs. The whole reason for masks and social distancing is so you don't get someone else sick. Not because you don't get sick yourself. You wear a mask so someone else doesn't get sick. It's not going to prevent you from getting sick yeah. unless it's one of those K95s or whatever those are. But that's the idea. I think it's a great idea. It gets out anger and resentment immediately. You have an immediate excuse of like, hey, man, I was feeling threatened and I was just looking out for my own life. Yeah. You and know, you're helping that person by deviralizing their face yeah, for them. Yeah, you're sanitizing. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I did see something that you would appreciate. So over by you, the White Horse Tavern apparently has been pretty grievous mm -hmm. uh, in this yep. regard. They got their liquor license temporarily suspended because. Yep. Hello. Yep. Uh, sorry, I lost you. They got. You were saying they got their liquor license temporarily suspended. Why? Because of uh, people hanging out too much. Yep. This is going to start happening more often. This is. They're not relying on the police for this. They're relying on the liquor authority. Yep. Because the police aren't doing shit right now because of the Black Lives Matter barges. Yeah. I I was watching New York One today. And uh, there's been a 500% uptick in cops retiring. Really? Yeah. Because huh. they, be, they don't want to deal with it anymore. They want to make sure they get out before they get fired. Wow. I, th I think they're definitely seeing things are not going their way and that there's going to be some people really looking into the, into the world of policing and that, uh, uh, you know, there is a distinct possibility that some variation of defunding is going to happen. And, uh, you know, they don't want to deal with it. Morale is low in the police force. And there are a lot of people who are at like their 20 years where they'll get two thirds of their pension. So, like, why stick around? Wow. You know, best part of that job. The only good part about being a cop in New York is pension. Any, any government job. Yeah. Yeah, I want a pension. Yeah. We should set up a pension system. Get rid of quick pension? Yeah. Yeah, we should. 
You guys, well, if you got any ideas on that and want to tell us how to do it, you can get us at on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Go on Facebook and Facebook is at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can get us anywhere. You can get a podcast nowadays. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. Please do. If you only listen to us in podcast form, we implore you tune in Saturday night, 8 o'clock on Radio Free Brooklyn. Listen to the show as it airs. Get the schemes five days before everyone else. Get there early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Stick around afterwards. Listen to the network, you guys. There's a lot of good things going on in Radio Free Brooklyn. You should be listening in. You know, uh, around this time, you got a lot of money in your pocket. You're wondering, what are you going to do with it all? Josh got you covered. Mr. Josh, please take it away. Depending on the stallion, horse semen is one of the most expensive liquids on the planet. So we collected about 80 mils, and this is going to be worth in excess of $100,000. That means that a gallon of this horse's semen is worth $4.7 million. And that's nowhere near the most expensive. Once it's collected, horse semen can be separated and sold in small tubes called straws. One of these straws is worth about $1,200. We're putting about 150 million, 200 million sperm cells in each individual straw, big stars, produced about 60 or 70 of them here. Super fertile stallions like Big Star can ejaculate once a day. Theoretically, this means he could produce over $20 million worth of semen during an eight month stud season. And if a stallion's semen is high quality, it can be frozen in straws for future use. There you go, guys. Yeah. Put it in an air horn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I was young enough to uh, go out to stud, I could ejaculate way more than once a day. Sure. That's all I'm saying. That's I could all. fill up an air horn, no problem. That's right. Hey, you know, Josh and I know that our ideas are fantastic and guaranteed to get you rich. How do you know that they are worth taking out loans, racking up your credit cards, getting a second, third, fourth, fifth mortgage on your house. It's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Uh, today's rules, 10 rules to get rich and grow wealth from Rich Clock. Yeah. Uh, rule number one, you need to take care of yourself first. Yeah. You need to take care of yourself first, right? Don't get the virus. Spread it to other. Don't spread it to others uh, because of citrus. Yeah, there you go, guys. Uh, we don't have time for another one, so we're one for one. So that means we're getting rich. So you know what, Noel? What? Oh, for Josh. For Josh. <laughs> and Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs> Everything will be okay.